conclusion inevitable. It was a jump to conclusions, Matt. My conclusion was that this idea was not a practical deterrent. My only conclusion can be that it was a Sith Lord. In conclusion. Hello there, folks. Welcome back to In Conclusion, the only movie podcast where it's Christmas all the time. I'm Dan O'Keefe, and joining me as always is that holly jolly elf, Anna Otto. How are you, Anna? Dan, I I literally picked this movie out, and Gage goes, why'd you pick a Christmas movie? I went, well, I didn't know if Dan would want to watch this at Christmas. I figured it'd be too much for actual Christmas time. <laughs> but I really like this this first Gremlins. I've never seen Gremlins 2, so this will be an adventure. But I'm good, Dan. How are good. You? I'm good. I had a long day of travel today because mm. uh, I just I flew from Chicago to Los Angeles your holiday trek. And I'm pretty sure a guy in the row in front of me got banned from all American Airlines flights. Oh my God, for what? What did he do? So basically, he kept taking off his mask. Oh, And like, the flight attendant would come by and she would go, you need to put your mask on and he'd put it back on. And then five minutes later, he would take off his mask and fall into like a deep sleep. Where his Me. head would be bobbing up and down. And then... Me in math class when I was in high school. Half an hour would go by. Flight attendant mm-hmm. comes again. You need to put your mask on. Oh, God. By the end of the... there was Also, the woman who was sitting next to him was obviously uncomfortable. So uh, it wasn't like situation. his spouse or something? Definitely It was not. a rando? It was definitely oh, God. Um, Because the flight attendant, I think, gave her, like, free stuff. Oh! Uh! It's to be like, yeah. I'm so sorry that this experience was so bad. But the flight attendant came to the guy. He was also in the middle seat. So Ugh, so you have to climb over him to go to the bathroom. Yeah. That's the worst. Um, she's like, okay, I need to see your ticket. He was like, what? He's like, pilot wants it. She's got to see <gasps> it. Not the pilot. So she takes it. And then she comes back with like a three-page written document. Ooh, he probably got fined. Something like that. And I was like, I, did, I mean... That's the kind of drama I would prefer to have on my plane than a screaming yeah. match. God, I, w- I would have given anything to witness this go down, Dan. I'm not going to lie. I will say he was a very um, under-emotive Was passenger. he? Was he, he was older, kinda, do you think? No, he was like our age. What? I know, right? No, not to sound like ageist, but that's shocking to me. <laughs> That's incredibly shocking to me. Yeah. He just, I don't get it. Like, sure, it's annoying to wear a mask, but also, you just got to do it. Yeah. Nobody wants to do it. Like, it's not my favorite new accessory, but mm-hmm. I'm doing it because I should. Mine is <sighs> hand sanny. That's my favorite accessory, though. Oh, that's my favorite accessory too. Are you are you working a Bath and Body Works hand sani or is it I just? I am not. No, I'm. Mm. I have a bottle of just straight up Purell, the old classic. Oh. Um, old I also, reliable. But in my car, I have a big old bottle that was on sale for fifty cents. Um, mm-hmm. The hand sanitizer that smells just like 
raw alcohol. Oh, God, that stuff that makes you smell like you're coming home from the bar. Yeah, it, but it oh, gives God. me flashbacks because last winter um, mm-hmm. I was walking distance from UWM, University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee, um, mm-hmm. technically my current school, and <clears throat> I would go and just get a COVID test once a week because I was bored. I wasn't doing Damn. anything. It was free. I could just go and do it. Um, I was keeping myself and my community safe. Okay. But I would always, that's the kind of hand sanitizer I had there. And I'm like, oh, memories. Did they have the one that was like branded to look like gin? No. Oh, some places in in Wauwatosa Uh come in containers where it like is called bathtub gin hand sanitizer. And it's like made to look like gin. Wonderful. It's really funny, but it smells like booty. Of course. It literally smells like I dipped my hands into a barrel of something. Into a barrel of ass. Literally. Speaking of barrels of ass, the movie that we're talking about today. (laughs) Hold it right there. More like barrels of joy. Is Gremlins. Released in 1984. Directed by Joe Dante. Written by Chris Columbus. No, boo. <laughs> boo, Chris Columbus, what? Christopher, there was a Christopher Columbus oh. joke, I'm sorry. Chris Columbus, though, didn't he do some other good stuff that I probably like? Yeah, he did Home Alone. And oh, Home I don't Alone care too, for that. I don't care for her. And Mrs. Doubtfire. And mm. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Mm. And Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I'm back. You lost me, but now I'm back. <laughs> he also directed The Lightning Thief, the Percy Jackson movie. Oh, I never saw her. And he produced The Help. Oh. Huh. Not, not sure how to feel about that. With a name like Chris Columbus, you have to produce White Savior films. Thank you. Daniel. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I mean, for all I know, he's a perfectly fine guy. I don't know. Yeah, with just a, you know, unfortunate He just produced name. The Help. <sighs> um... This movie was executive produced by Steven Spielberg. Woo! Uh, and it stars Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Hoyt Axton, Polly Holiday, Francis Lee McCain, and Judge Reinhold. And one other little boy that we did not protect in Hollywood. Corey Thank Feldman. Thank you. I have so many opinions about this. When, when Gage and I watched Lost Boys over the summer... Uh-huh. When I was not thirsting over Alex Winter and his crop top. You should have. I I said when I was not. Don't, I was. Okay. And Kiefer. We love Kiefer in this house. Yeah. I was literally crying over the, in, like, I'm being serious. All jokes aside, the injustice that Corey Feldman and so many other little children faced in the 80s. We did not protect children in the 80s in Hollywood. No. And it makes me so upset. Um. With the new Harry Potter retrospective that came out recently, mm-hmm. um, a lot of takes that I've seen about it have been, it's really incredible how all of the child actors mm-hmm. that were cast in Harry Potter are sane and were treated mm-hmm. like human beings and not just yeah. used, abused, spit up, and thrown out. Yeah, because in the 80s especially... and before and before but not so much now but even still now i would say mm-hmm. 
child, child actors are just treated like such booty. And you, I'm, I mean, I'm sure you know about all the drama with like Corey Feldman trying to come forward and talk about how I can't remember if it was him or the other Corey. Oh, you brought the close for this. Yeah, because I feel I feel uh, I was getting really heated last night about Gage told me all this about how um, they came forward and stated that they had been sexually assaulted by Charlie Sheen. Yeah, and everybody refused to believe. And it's just so sad, and the drug abuse, and these kids were getting drunk on set because it was just them with a bunch of adults, and the adults didn't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. So they just get drunk and high on set, and they'd be children. Like, they're just exposed to so many terrible things, and it makes me so sad. And as much as I love these movies, it almost makes it hard to enjoy them. Because you see now what went like what travesty went into creating this art and while i love the art nobody should be treated that way and nobody should be harmed in a way to create something anyway hi how i feel strong is also the voice of gizmo gizzy (laughs) okay sorry i had to get heavy for a minute i'm Uh. back Released on June 8th, 1984, the perfect weekend to release a movie that starts off with Christmas, baby, please come home. <laughs> the whole movie is Christmassy, but yeah. it's, it's, it's a Christmas movie. With a budget of $11 million, it made $212.9 million. Yeah, um, that reads. And on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a 85% approval rating. Only 85. Whether you choose to see it as a statement on consumer culture or simply a special effects heavy popcorn flick, Gremlins is a minor classic. A minor? Big Rod. Roger Ebert gave it three out of four Mm -hmm. stars. He called it not only fun, but a sly series of send ups. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Undefeated, Roger Ebert. Dan, you like Don's, right? Or you did when you lived in Milwaukee? Don's TV Repair and Diner? Yes. Yes. Not sponsored? They have well, they have a lot of gremlin stuff. That's all I was going to say. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I also just really want to go back there. I really want some alcoholic milkshakes, but... You know, that's besides the point. Yeah. Not sponsored. If you're in Milwaukee, go check it out. It's really cool. And if you're Don's, give us a ring. Spawn us. Our number is written underneath one of your tables. (gasps) Underneath all of them, next to a pair of lipstick lips. I can't believe you made me put on lipstick for that. You're welcome, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, before we get into it, I do need to to, uh, make a production comment. Oh. My audio sounded really bad last episode, and that's because I found out after the fact that my headphones weren't recording, and it was actually just the microphone in my laptop that was picking up the audio. So um, I apologize, all you audiophiles, for the poor quality of my audio file. I was going to say, you didn't sound bad at all to me, but that explains why. That's because you're in love with my voice. And you're blinded. It's me, Ursula. I'm coming to... <laughs> Just your voice. Um, 
Want to just get into it? Yes, Grammys. Let's get into it. It is 1984. It is Christmas time. The snow's coming down. I am oh. watching it fall. Lots no, of people Dan. around. Baby, please come back to Back to the Future. <gasps> yes. Same town Cause... square from Back to the Future. In this movie, however, it is Kingston Falls. Uh, and technically, this came first. Yeah, I was going to say, wouldn't it be Back to the Future was shot on the Gremlins lot? Not Gremlins <laughs> was shot on the... Anyway, Gremlins walked so Back to the Future could run. Yeah. Um, we hear a voiceover from Rand Peltzer, uh, a name that only a mother could love. Who is Rand short for Randall? Yeah, probably. Mm. Or random. This is Ran- my son, random. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, and he's telling about the time that he went to Chinatown and looked at all the exotic people. Yeah, I was saying, said some racist things. Yeah. He's looking for a toy or a gift for his son for Christmas. So he decides to get him a pet of undetermined origin. It's so cute. Mm-hmm. Honestly, Howie Mandel's never looked better to this day. Uh, Gizmo doesn't have the soul patch. and I think that's it. It's what makes him cuter than Howie Mandel. Yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, correct. I asked Gage, was Howie Mandel an actor? Because I, my whole life until last night when Gage reminded me that Howie Mandel voiced Gizmo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> thought Mans was famous for being a magician. Was he a magician? He was a stand-up comedian. Oh, really? Yeah. Howie. He's a stand-up comedian. He was on St. Elsewhere for six seasons. Well, I know he was, you know, on He was a voice no of deal. Skeeter, Animal, and Bunsen in Muppet Babies. What? Yeah. He was in yeah. Bobby's World for eight years. He's an actor. This is fake. Fake news. (laughs) He is a magician. I literally thought Howie Mandel was a magician. I don't think he is. Oy vey. Well, now we know. Never been a Nothing on his Wikipedia page mentions him as a magician. Oh my god. The pictures of him with hair are giving me anxiety. (laughs) (laughs) How long... How long ago do you think he stopped hosting Deal or No Deal? Well, I can see what year it was on, because I'm on Google looking at his his previous movies. Mm-hmm. But if I hadn't looked, I probably would have said like 2012. I know. He stopped in 2019. I know. That's crazy. What the heck? Howard, what are you doing? He voiced a movie called Where Did I Come From? That sounds About, like a sex ed film. It is a sex ed film. The answer? Wouldn't you like to know? The stork. <laughs> uh, so, Rand, he's also a an inventor. And he's a really bad inventor. Because, of course he is. It was giving me holes. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mm-hmm. Yelnance. Yes. Uh, also, what was that... Say that sentence out of context. It was giving me holes. <laughs> it was giving holes. No, I know. I said it and I was like, mm, I hope Dan knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, so with this creature, there are three rules. 
do not get it wet. Mm-hmm. Do not put it in the sunlight. Mm-hmm. And most importantly, do not feed it after midnight. Do you think you could abide by those rules? Um, the hardest would... I probably couldn't. I could do the not feeding it after midnight. That wouldn't be difficult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm not great at drying my hands. That's the one that I'm always concerned about, too. Like, my hair is always wet. Like, <laughs> like I come out of... Gage always gets mad because he says that I come out of the shower still wet. So I, like, leave footprints. I don't know. I don't think I do. I think that's false. But, you know, what if it... What if it went in the bathroom right after I showered, you know? You'd have 8 million gremlins. I would. I'd have so many of them. Um, I also wouldn't be able to do the keep it out of the sunlight because I like to have my blinds open all the time. I like having the sun come in. Yeah, I guess maybe he's nocturnal. So, like, maybe mm. he sleeps during the day so you could just put him in your bedroom with the blinds pulled. Yeah, that might work. And then, yeah. Or, like, a parrot. You just put a little blanket over its cage. Yeah. Um. Next up, we meet Billy, who can't get his car started Gosh on this dang. snowy morning with his dog in the car. Barney! Uh, and his neighbor um, comes his by. Racist his racist neighbor? Yeah, Mr. Futterman. Um, and talks about racism. Oy vey, some of the things that come out of that man's mouth in this movie. I'm like, whoo. Oh, I forgot to mention... This is one of the most product placement heavy movies I think I've seen in a long time. Uh-huh. I just wanted to mention that. There's it, product placement in every scene. Is that satirical? Or was it serious? Um, I think it was serious because they're real products. But it's not like like Truman Show, that's satirical product yes. placement. But you can use product placement, like over-the-top product placement, to make a point, which kind of this movie is kind of a point of over-commercialism. I guess, but I also think of other movies from the time and how they were, and they're not, like, Back to the Future or, like, E.T., like, other famous movies from the 80s mm-hmm. that aren't about commercialism, but think about all the, like, over-the-top product placement. Back to the Future was having sex with Pepsi. literally (laughs) literally pepsi was paying the bills (laughs) oh my god um so billy billy goes to the bank um with barney in tow that's his dog his dog that sits underneath the counter while he works very cute living the dream so cute wish it was you um that's my dream for you as the dog you want to sit under the counter whilst your owner no i'm saying i wish you could have a dog sit under your desk while you worked all day oh thank you dan that's really sweet of you i also wish that (laughs) i was a little confused Um, at work billy's visited by mrs deagle the bitter old woman who wants to hang his dog did you notice how i almost just called her a bitch and she's not a real person (laughs) she was saying some heinous things i was like honestly if i knew her we Mm -hmm. would not get along you know that story of uh, how when margaret hamilton appeared on sesame street in the 70s or 80s and she was in wicked witch makeup and the kids were all terrified of her yeah i feel like it was mr rogers i thought where she was like it's just make-believe and she like explained to everybody what the difference between 
I think the actress who plays Mrs. Deagle has to do that for you. Absolutely. She come near me and I'd be just, like just you see her you're shadow boxing. I literally hands on sight. Yeah. I would say to her, I heard you hate dogs, bitch, and then hands. <laughs> and she'd be like, Anna, it's just a character. I'd be like, that was the scariest thing. Top 10 anime villains, honestly. <laughs> um, after work, Billy goes to the bar where he meets up with Judge Reinhold, who is wonderful <sighs> in this movie. Oh, Judge. He, he, he could not say shaken, not stirred. He just—he's <laughs> unable to say that line. He's not cool enough to say that line. Sorry, Judge. <laughs> he, he says vodka martini, shake, don't stir, three times. <laughs> oh my god! Do you think that they like shot that scene multiple times, and every time he got it wrong, and they just gave up? According to what I found, yeah. Oh he Jesus! Could not really? Get it right? They let it because it made him seem even more pretentious and clueless. But he never said the line right. <laughs> oh my god. I Every time he says it, cut. Judge, please. Ju- <laughs> I'm begging in. you, please. Shake, shake in. Not. I got it, I got it. Shake and uh, stir. No, stir. no. <laughs> Have you seen that video where the guy can't um, say buttery, flaky crust? I have, yeah. <laughs> buttery flaky crisp <laughs> oh my god um, so Judge Reinhold his character's name is Gerald don't call him Jer he's Gerald uh, now which is hilarious because I call my dad Jer behind his back all the time <laughs> uh, also at the bar is Billy's co-worker Kate how uh, old are they I think they're like fresh out of college Okay, because I was like, he's like kind of close with that little, with Corey Feldman. Uh-huh. And I know it's probably because he like is just the neighborhood kid that everybody knows and like, it's a small town. Yeah. But they're just like vibing and hanging out. And I was like, what's the age here? What's the age gap? I know. He could have babysat for him. He could babysat That's what I was him. thinking. He right? probably babysat him when he was little. Before he went to college. Yeah. When he was in high school. Um, Billy and Kate, their actors were 20 and 21 at the time of filming. Okay. So I, I'll just assume they're recent graduates. Yeah. Otherwise, I just assumed it was like a work-study program. <laughs> at the... It feels oh, a little... Ad- sorry. At the bank, not at the bar. Yeah. I, the <laughs> bar, I assumed, was just to be nice. <laughs> Damn! I don't... <laughs> work study at the you're a bar back work study she's not getting paid so it counts as an internship she's volunteering oh because they're saving the restaurant that they or the bar that then nobody seems to give a fuck about after two seconds later (laughs) Uh, anyway yeah so you know billy he's interested in kate She's interested she's in him. Because she's cute. She is cute. He's cute. This is, uh, at cute this couple. time, this was like the only movie that she wasn't nude in. Uh, Her actress, Phoebe Cates, was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, my parents love that movie, but would not let me see it. Um, I still haven't seen it to this day. Well, there is a scene of her getting out of a pool and dropping her bikini top. <gasps> Bosoms? Bosoms. Breasticles. Uh, 
Not breasts. <laughs> not titties. <laughs> Never seen those before in my life. Bazongas. Not the bazongas. Wait. You're saying you've never seen Fast Times at Ridgemont High? Mm-hmm. Or breasts before? Both. <laughs> <laughs> I'd look down. Straight ahead. All times. Uh, I literally... My parents owned that movie when I was growing up, and I just, and you know... They wouldn't let you watch it? And you never tried no. to sneak it either? Like, <laughs> Teenage Rebellion. I'm going to watch my parents' favorite movie. No. I think my teenage rebellion was that I stayed up to watch Family Guy. You're the, even though my parents hated it. You're the most boring person in the world. And yeah. I'm saying that. I know. It's true. I have a series recording set for The Rifleman and Adam 12. And you're just, the most boring person. I used to sneak snacks and then put the empty bags back in the cabinet. Does that count? At that point... You're just making it more obvious. Well, I was trying to... I don't know. I was like 15. <laughs> At, in, in like 5th or 6th grade, I would come home from school mm -hmm. um, and I would watch Scooby-Doo. Classic. Was on when I got home from school. And we had Coke in the basement. Coca-Cola. Thank you for the clarification, Dan. Um... And, but it was not in the fridge, and I never would put it in the fridge. But like, okay, I see nothing school, wrong. With I, would, that. I would have a war because I wasn't, I couldn't drink soda with like without permission from my parents. Is that not a normal thing? Like, I wasn't supposed to just be know. drinking soda on the regular. It was like a treat. Well, it was a treat for me too, but that seems a little strict. But what do I know? But I would be sneaking a warm Coca-Cola while watching uh, okay. Scooby-Doo in the basement. Take back what you just said to me, because that's lame, Dan. <laughs> I know it's lame. Also, if you just heard a ripping sound, it's because I was using a napkin and it ripped. So, in case you were curious, I know that you were. Mm. Billy gets gifted. <laughs> a mogwai. A mogwai. I always thought it was a Mowgli. And then I was like, no, that's Mowgli is the Jungle Book. Thinking. Yeah, that's uh, the one. A Mogwai, he names it Gizmo. Um, Gizzy! He's adorable. Baby Yoda ain't got shit on him. Gizmo walked so Baby Yoda could run. No, Gizmo ran so Baby Yoda could waddle. <gasps> Gizmo's cuter. Are those cooing sounds that he makes when he's like all tuckered out and going to sleep... Oh, yeah, he's adorable. I Thank would you, die. Howie, for your service. I would die for that rodent. Thank you, Howie Mandel. Yeah. Howie um, Mandel died for our sins by <laughs> making this movie. Yeah. You know, even though he's a magician. So he came back from the dead? No acting experience is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Um, so next day, Billy and Pete hang out. Uh, Pete being Corey Feldman. My uh, fists are clenched. And as they're hanging out, Billy accidentally, or Pete accidentally knocks over a bottle of water, uh, which gets Gizmo wet. And Gizmo... Dan! You could have said that! <laughs> he splashes Gizmo. 
with some water. There. You could have said him, that, Daniel. Getting him wet. Okay, I'll make a confession. I was calling Gizmo Glizzy the entire movie. <laughs> <laughs> the entire film. Uh, and then five puffballs pop off of Gizmo after he convulses. Uh, yes. And guess what? What? Gizmo's a mommy. Congrats, Gizzy. If he ate them all, would he be the Gizzy Gobbler? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Billy tells his dad, and his dad's like, I can make money off of this because it's the no. 80s. Um, the, was he called, he called the, the Pritzler, Pritzler Pet or whatever? Yeah. Pet? It's always the Pritzler something because he, he yeah. always got to throw his name in there. Um, so he brings it to a science teacher uh, to examine it, and... He drops a drop of water on him. A new one pops out. Teacher keeps it to examine, and Billy leaves. Poor Gizzy. Yeah. He births so, so many babies. babies. And they all movie. suck. Gizmo's and Stripe nice. can catch hands on sight, too. Stripe and the rest of them uh, are destructive, vindictive, mean, nefarious. Mm-hmm. Gizmo Unlike Gizmo, is who's nice. perfect. He is an angel sent directly from heaven. Yeah. Um, that night, Billy finds his dog nearly hanged to death in Christmas lights on their front porch. Ah, uh, yeah, it'd be like that. And they think, it's gotta be Mrs. Deagle. Uh, that crusty bitch is behind this. <laughs> no footprints, though. Uh, it was actually Stripe. It's because she floated. It was Stripe. It was Stripe. Stripe is also... It was Mrs. Deagle floating on Stripe. Ugh. Two crusties. Yeah. Um, the so that night Billy goes to the bar again, uh, and Kate is trying to persuade Mister Futterman to walk home instead of driving. Well, he's complaining about like he's being racist. Very loud. Complaining about Asian people, I think. Yeah. There comes a point I where some people are so over-the-top racist that you don't know who they're being racist against. And I'm like, is that better? In this movie or in general? Just in general. Like, sometimes people are, like, so... Yeah. So far gone that I'm like, well, nobody's gonna, like, pick this up from you because nobody knows what you're saying. Yeah. At that point, you're just like, okay... Okay. I hate You're those sling. I hate those sling bows. I I don't know what that is. Go, go ahead. Hate is wrong, but okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so Kate, <laughs> Kate has says the best story in film history about oh, why God. she hates Christmas. I don't eat. Oh. Can I say a controversial statement? Uh, can I say the statement? Yes. Say your controversial statement first. I want to make sure that I get Her it right. Her dad is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay, say your statement now, Dan. I was nine years old. Oh, no. You're going to actually read it like this? Me and Mom... Okay. How do you want me to read it? I was nine years old. No, I just and me and Mom were decorating the, the tree. No. Fine, this is word fine. for word. 
Me and okay. mom were decorating the tree, waiting for dad mm-hmm. to come home yep. from work. A couple hours went by. Dad wasn't home. He was having sex. No, that is not true. So mom called the office. No answer. Christmas Day came and went and still nothing. So the police began a search. Four or five days went by. Neither of us could eat or sleep. Everything was falling apart. It was snowing outside. The house was freezing. So I went to try and light up the fire. And that's when I noticed the smell. The firemen came and broke through the chimney top. And me and mom were expecting them to pull out a dead cat or a bird. Instead, they pulled out my father. He was dressed in a Santa Claus suit. He'd been climbing down the chimney, his arms loaded with presents. He was going to surprise us. He slipped and broke his neck. He died instantly. And that's how I found out there was no Santa Claus. Y'all didn't smell the body before the fire? Yeah, it took three days. For them to smell him. But, yeah, I agree with you. Her dad is stupid. Why are you climbing down? Just climb in at the bottom and pop out if you want to do that. Just come to the front door and be like, I knew you were awake, so I was trying to be- Sorry, I just hit the microphone. I knew you were awake, so I was trying to be polite. Ho, 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 I'm <laughs> Santa. Ho, ho, ho. Good thing I didn't die. What? What? What real human with a brain thinks to themselves, yeah, I can fit down the chimney with all these presents. Fuck yeah. yeah. I can fit in that pipe. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, idiot. Stupid, stupid man. I know Are he's you not saying real. he deserved to die? Well, he's not real. So say. So yeah, kind of. <laughs> If this was a real person, mm-hmm. tragedy. Uh, this is fake. They came up with this in a boardroom. Mm-hmm. Stupid. Uh, so, after the story, Billy asks her out. And she goes, sure! <laughs> the most romantic time to ask someone out. Right after they tell you their villain origin story. And then, next night, the, the creatures, the gremlins, they're so hungry, they're begging to be fed. And they're like, he looks at the clock, it's before midnight. Sure, he gives him all food. Gizmo doesn't want anything. Gizmo's under the weather. Gizmo's feeling blue. He's bullied. Gizmo's a good boy. He's the Rudolph. He's he's a good boy. Yeah. So he at, doesn't deserve this. At the school, the science teacher is performing Nazi testing. Oh, God, the science teacher is too much. The gremlin. And he leaves a sandwich on the table. And the creature can reach it and eat it. And uh-oh, it's 2.20 a.m. You know what that means. It's after midnight. Gasp. Thank you, Dan, for that astute <laughs> observation. Next day. Oh my God. Christmas Eve, Rand leaves with the dog for a toy convention. Uh, all the creatures have disappeared except for Gizmo, and they've been replaced by soccer ball-sized cocoons. The pupas. Do you think... Okay, Gage said it is, but I'm asking you, because apparently you're the be-all, end-all for me, Dan. Okay. Oh, I is am I am cutting that out and putting no, that... No, I'm getting no. a tattoo of that waveform. That's gonna be... You are the be-all and end-all for me, Dan. <laughs> Have you seen... That's on par... Have you ever watched Riverdale? No. But uh, I've seen a lot of clips of it. Are you familiar with We're Endgame, Archie? (laughs) 
<laughs> That's the vibe I just gave accidentally. You did, yes. Um, but what am I? <laughs> it's like unload on me. Where, oh, oh God! It's like the TikToks where people are like, "Oh, I can't sleep. Can I just put on some sounds? Do you mind? Do you mind if I put some is, white noise?" Yeah, and yours is you're the be all and end all for me, Dan. <laughs> it's on repeat. <laughs> oh God. Anyway, what was your point? Oh, is this supposed to be like Alien? I think so, yeah. Okay, yeah. I couldn't remember. Um, so, Billy checks the wires of the clock, because it still reads 1135. He had they fed snapped. them after midnight. Gasp! Those gremlins. They're gremlins. They are, they're gremmies. Um, Rand is out of his league at the convention, uh, so he's going to come home early and be home late that night. Billy and Pete go to meet the science teacher at the school. Um, the teacher calls the, the creature its pupil stage. Um, There's a menopause joke in this movie. Ugh. <laughs> oh. um, teacher says Merry Christmas to all the students. He'll see them after break. But little does he know, he won't because the cocoon starts to hatch. All the other cocoons start to hatch, too, and Gizmo hides in a football helmet. Now, I have a comment. Mm -hmm. They didn't seem like they were so mischievous and naughty when they were gremlin, or when they were Mogwai. I think that they got fed up, and, well, specifically, Spike, always naughty, or Stripe, always naughty. Uh-huh. The one that was being tested on, I think he only ate the food to get back at the at the teacher. I don't think he was always bad. Because why is Gizzy so nice? Do you think, I mean, like, if he ate, he'd probably turn into a little brat. Well, they were a brat before they ate. Yeah, but... I think Gizmo's just got that good personality. Hmm. And the rest hmm. of them are bad boys. Bad to the bone. Also, Gizmo is always watching TV. He loves TV. He does. He just wants to sleep and watch TV and honestly respect. <laughs> um, I can respect it. Yeah. So teacher calls Billy at the bag saying they've hatched. He goes to the school and the creature has killed the teacher and shoved the syringe from the blood tests in his ass. Oh my god. Another product placement when the teacher tries, come out, I just want to take a look at you, and he tries to feed him um, a Snickers bar. Mm -hmm. Did you know, you're probably going to say this in the fun facts, I apologize for ruining your facts, but there is supposed to be a scene that took place in McDonald's in this movie. Oh, I did. And instead of them eating, yeah, instead of them eating hamburgers, they were going to be eating humans. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of deleted scenes from this movie that sound fun that i didn't watch but they sound fun i would i don't know where you can watch them but i'd really like to see that mcdonald's probably on the dvd i don't know if they filmed the no, DVD, the mcdonald's scene oh poopy i wish they had yeah so they see the creature it's not bigger than before but it's malicious with sharp teeth claws but it's only got like Skin. six claws. It's only got three <laughs> fingers on each hand. And I love when things only have three fingers on each hand. It is so cute. Wolverine. 
He's got regular hands. But he's got three claws. That doesn't hands. count because he also has his fingers. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I didn't like, realize you were gatekeeping six. I'm gatekeeping divi <laughs> numbers divisible by three. That was really exhausting, Dan. <laughs> you, had to think of, you had to remember one math term. I couldn't It took do it, it all out of you. I couldn't do it, Dan. <laughs> um, back at the house, they've pulled Gizmo out of the hiding place and they're torturing him. No, uh, he's scared. I know. Billy's mom goes upstairs with a knife. Smart Classic. woman. Um, Billy calls her and says to leave the house immediately after she doesn't find anything. Uh, and, but the creature disconnects the phone line. Classic. She goes downstairs and she sees the gremlins in the kitchen having a time of their oh. life. Baking. Cooking. Getting stuck in the food processor. Living the dream. Um, and she <laughs> turns the blender on, kills one of them. Classic. And his little peats are sticking out at the end. Sprays cooking spray on a gremlin. Makes it retreat Classic. in the microwave. Nukes this thing. His head. You almost said fucker. I don't know. I don't know what I was going to actually say. I said nukes this and then I ran out of Dan words. Dan doesn't swear O'Keefe almost just swore. Yeah, you've never heard me swear before. I don't think I have, Dan. You absolutely have. I swore on this podcast, on this episode. Maybe, Maybe I just, just block, block it out because you're, you're too pure, pure of a human. <laughs> <laughs> you can get, get that on the other arm. Um, so she stabs one on the kitchen counter and one hiding in the Christmas tree. Um... And it attacks Billy, who runs in. Um, but he grabs a sword. Why do they have swords by their front doors? Please answer I need to put a sword by my front door now. Gage wants swords by our front door. I said no. Absolutely not. Why not? And on behalf of Why your not? girlfriend, I'm going to say no. That's dangerous. Okay, decorative swords hanging over the front door. Absolutely not. Over the, the front, front door? Like crossed, like pirates. pirates Somebody's going to get decapitated. And if, if it's, it's me, I'm haunting you. You really overestimate how sharp I can keep a sword. Well, I don't know, Dan. I just... My sword is going idea. to be as sharp as your math skills. Dull. So very bad. <laughs> Um, very dull the last creature though Stripe he's got a mohawk honestly fuck Stripe I would no he no that's not what I meant they track the creature to the YMCA where it's broken in and jumped in the pool classic so it's just he's it just is having giving an, birth. a self orgy I hate that there are like Spike or sorry I always call him Spike Stripe makes himself a girlfriend because, like, sir, sir that's, that's your, your child. child. Yeah, right. I'm like, that's a that's a real. Um, what's his name? He directed Annie Hall, Woody Allen situation. Oh God! As soon as you said Annie <laughs> Hall, my body went into shock. <laughs> oh God! Um, so they retreat from the YMCA, and thousands of gremlins emerge. They go, <laughs> Billy goes home. 
Gage says that part so terrifying, but I think it's. I love like the combination of stop motion and puppetry in this movie. I do too. Yeah, it is so. It's camp, Dan. It's, it's camp. That you've you've declared it. This is camp. This movie, yassified. It's camp. <laughs> Gremlins, gay film. Um, is it more or less camp than Dead Poet Society? More. Mm. Dead Poet Society isn't camp. It's just gay. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's just gay. There's a lot. It's homoerotic. This movie is over the top. Fair. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that movie is like understated. This movie is just bonkers. Uh, Billy goes to the police station, tries to get the cops to do something, but they don't because they're cops. How? politics <laughs> thank you dan thank you um <laughs> the synopsis that i'm reading it says the gremlins are busy little creatures ew who wrote that <laughs> no but they are busy little creatures they just go out to destroy cause havoc cause mayhem kill mrs they go deagle the bar. honestly <laughs> mrs deagle gets flown out of her house by her stair lift moving too fast that's hilarious it is uh, the deaths that they cause are very oh, yeah. funny it's so over the top i know gage was like okay so he was keeping count of all the deaths i can't remember the total number but he said there was a certain number of official deaths and a certain number of assumed deaths uh-huh um and i think it was like 10 total but i can't remember um they demolish half of the futterman's house with they his, didn't deserve it. But... With his Kentucky Harvester that he brought up earlier in the movie. <sighs> the Gremlins, they're real! <laughs> um, his wife, she's just like so average. Yeah. Billy goes to the bar where Kate is being held hostage by the Gremlins who are doing, and I quote, uh, drinking beer, getting drunk, playing cards, and cheating and being caught Break dancing, playing with the ceiling fans, and tearing stuff up as best they can. That How? sounds like a Casey Kasem description of what a club is like in 1984. Correct. These is that cool not cats, what a club is like? These cool cats like to drink beer, get drunk, play cards, and sometimes get caught. That's right. It's Casey and the Sunshine Band this week at number eight. Thank you, Dan. I um, listened to the rewind of American Top 40. Um, uh -huh. on sunday mornings i love it so much oh that's good anyway casey Kasem was catholic i did a project on him in eighth grade <laughs> he was also shaggy it's yeah we do my love he can be both of those things no, at the same no. time <laughs> we had to do projects on famous catholics and i had casey Kasem, and i was like who the fuck and my mom was like oh, you got casey Kasem." <laughs> The I'm eternal like, yeah. teenager. Um, Literally, some people had, like, the Pope. Like, <laughs> Wait, so you didn't get to choose? You were just assigned? Uh, we pulled names out of a hat. <laughs> like, I, So I assume there was, like, the Pope, Mother Teresa, Casey Kasem. Yeah, famous Catholics. One of these things is not like the other. I think I also got, I think, Anna Quindolin. Who's, like, an author. Okay. 
Oh, I thought Anna, Anna Quindlen was another girl in your class. And you were going to say she got, I don't know who. No, uh, that is incorrect. <laughs> anyway, while Anna figures this out, um, Kate realizes that they're afraid of fire and light. Uh, so she picks up a camera and takes a picture, making sure that the flash is on. Makes him cringe. Um, she gets to the door, but she's stopped by a gremlin in sunglasses with a gun. This scene, I think I said this already, but I'm saying it again. This scene went on for 15 hours. It did. I loved it. It's so absurd. I loved it, too. Gage was like, this is so boring. I was like, you're boring. He thought it was boring? He just hates fun. Yeah. <laughs> and he can't defend himself. No, he can't. Come on the air, Gage. Coward. I really hope the people who don't know us, who listen, are like, not convinced that Gage is actually real. I know. They probably think that I, like, have an old boyfriend's <laughs> body with in my apartment. <laughs> like, in Psycho. Um, the gun-toting gremlin is forced to retreat because of Billy's headlights. Um, Rand is still on his way home. He stops at a gas station, but he can't get through because the line is out. Um, he sells one of his inventions, the smokeless ashtray, to the attendant. God. And it is still it like, smoking up a storm. It looks like a little... Uh, looks like a bird like you feeder. Put the, oh, I was thinking it looked like you put like a fancy, like, voila! Like oh, a, like a, yeah. A chicken like, underneath. A dinner tray that you would reveal. Yes. Um, Casey Kasem was a vegan. Whoa. I, <laughs> now you're just on Casey Kasem's Wikipedia page? Well, no, I was on beliefnet.com. I don't know how I got here. I, I'm scared. I, <laughs> they have his faith listed as other. I'll have you know that when I was in eighth grade, he was dubbed Catholic. Anyway. <laughs> and if there's anyone that you can trust to tell you what people's religion is. It's an eighth grader. It is an, no, it is an eighth grade Catholic school teacher. That too. She was crazy, that eighth grade teacher. I'll right. tell you that. She didn't want us to wear Bermuda shorts on our eighth grade trip. Okay. She said specifically no plaid shorts. And my mom wrote her an email. <laughs> <laughs> to get that changed. Anyway. Uh, so, I'm sorry. I did jump the gun a little bit. Why? This we were talking where, about the... This is where Kate tells the story. Oh, she I just thought said that, she that didn't was too like early. Christmas Eve before. Well, the point remains. Yeah. Her dad's stupid. And <laughs> that story did not pull at my heartstrings whatsoever. Say I'm cold. Yeah. But, like, I'm... A full 26 years old. Mm -hmm. And I know that if I had children and my husband turned to me and said, Anna, I'm going to pretend I'm Santa this year. I'd say, okay, go off, King. But if he said, I'm going to slide down the chimney. <laughs> I'd say, like hell you are. I'd be. Absolutely not. I would be like, oh, I'm sorry. Did you gain Santa's magical powers? Are you, know, you going to be able to fit through that pole? Are you going to be able to fit through that pipe? 
No, yeah. sir. I'd be like, you really thought, sir. <laughs> uh, you really thought that you're going to. I've seen what a damper inside of a gas fireplace looks like at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. An animal couldn't even fit through it. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, you have to, like, call someone if a small bird gets caught. Yeah. I... Get the 80s on the phone. I got some <laughs> bones to pick. Uh, so Billy and Kate figure that the gremlins are somewhere dark. And they go and they see that they're all watching Snow White and having the time of their life. This scene is so freaking cute. And there's a Mickey Mouse uh, shadow in this scene. There is, yeah. Uh, I want to know, the 80s must have been a simpler time that Universal and Disney just got along all willy-nilly This is a Warner Bros. movie. So I don't know why they, why Disney got along with them so well. This was before Michael little, Eisner became oh, CEO of Disney. Before he came and roar, <laughs> destroyed all the, the, I can't think of what I'm trying to say. The friendships? I don't know. Uh, so Kate and Billy start a gas leak in the basement. And they're going to blow up the building. Classic. Uh, but the gremlins... They notice this, and a chase ensues. They manage to barricade mm-hmm. the door, and after a few minutes, boom! Theater explodes. All the gremlins are dead. Except? But one. Stripe is alive. A naughty boy. He is in the window of the Montgomery Ward's department store. He There's left the a... theater to get food. Iconic, iconic, iconic. He went to get three musketeers yeah. specifically and one Twizzler. Like, I have never in my life related to something more than that moment. <laughs> um, so they go to into Montgomery Wards. They break in. Billy grabs a bat and looks for Stripe. And Kate goes into the back rooms and looks for anything useful. Maybe lights. Stripe vibes. anything in the store he can find to attack Billy. And at this Montgomery Wards, he's able to find, in short succession, a tennis ball launcher, a small crossbow, and a chainsaw. Oh, God. He also rides a circular saw across the floor as it Terrifying. pulls him. Um, Kate is just turning stuff on randomly. The music, lights, and a water fountain. Um a water fountain stripe gets distracted by the lights the first light of dawn is visible in the east on christmas morning uh rand and the dog are back into town rand is alerted that he needs to go into montgomery wards by the dog classic barney's a king uh, gizmo who was in billy's backpack um is now roaming the store free and Poor Gizzy. Poor Glizzy. He meets up with Barney, the dog. Um, and Gizmo has a toy car that he can drive around in. Um, they find Stripe, who has discovered the watery fo- water fountain. And the what, Dan? The, the watery fountain. Ooh. It's wet. Ew. Um, it's like when you said they got Gizmo wet earlier, but you said it and made it weird. I don't know what you mean. 
I thought you that was completely normal. That was not normal at all. I hated it. Uh, I hated it. So Billy rushes to the garden area and he finds that Stripe is poised to reproduce. Um, <gasps> Ew! Oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Ew! Dan! I am literally about to stop recording and go throw up. That was awful. <laughs> Ew! Imagine. Poised to... Imagine five years, five, five years into a marriage, you come home from a long day of work. Your partner is lying no. on the bed as no. you walk into the bedroom door and they go, hello, honey. I'm poised to reproduce. That's when the divorce papers <laughs> manifest. <laughs> I don't even call a lawyer. The papers just show up. Uh, <laughs> so Gizmo drives his car into a leaning shovel which flies through the air and strikes a window shade, rolling it all the way to the top, letting in the streaming sunlight onto Stripe, killing him. Stripe melts into a puddle of gunk and falls into the water. Dan, (laughs) I'm mad at you. I can't, my ears, it's stuck in my ears. (laughs) That's my sleep paralysis demon, is you saying the phrase poised to to reproduce. Yes, that's disgusting. Uh, so, Stripe has one last jump in him, but he can't stand the sun, and he does eventually totally die. Uh, he, it's gross. It is. You ever see a puddle of gunk jump? No. Now you have. Wow. Uh, that evening, they're watching the news about the destruction. It's all described as a series of unexplained accidents and fires. Um. And the Chinese junk shop owner appears, and he's like, you idiots, you don't know how to take care of them, you dumb fools. And he takes Gizmo back. Um, But before he goes, he tells Billy one day he might be ready to become Gizmo's caretaker. So there is a happy ending for all of us. I, I was still crying in the club. I was crying the whole time. I was wishing that Gizmo would say, I love you, Billy, instead of bye, Billy. Mm-hmm. But I, I'll settle. I'll settle. Bye, Billy. Good enough. I would have loved, I love you, Billy. I'd have been like, damn, Gizmo, I love you, too. <laughs> That's Gremlins. Loved it. Loved every second of it. I did, too. I thought it was very fun. Um, I think that this is definitely a movie that only works because all of the gremlins are puppets. Um, yes. As opposed to computer generated. Yeah. Um, I love that they're all puppets. I think that adds such a charming quality to it. Yeah. And them being puppets adds a dimension to their character because Mm -hmm. you're like, these puppets are fucking insane. Yeah. That's fun. And it's, and they're real. They're tactic. They're, you you see them in the world. You don't. You're, you're there's no uncanny valley effect. Even when it's the stop motion to show like a horde of them, uh huh. It makes sense. Yeah. Um, I just I just like it. I just think it's so classic, and so fun, and so like so camp. It's so yeah. camp. And I think somebody should have gone to the Met Gala that year dressed as a gremlin. <laughs> I think that the um, 
it works really well. It's such a simple plot. It's just a, a, a survive the night kind of story. Oh, it's just such a classic camp movie. Is That's a classic right, slasher film from the 80s. This week's episode of In Conclusion is sponsored by Camp. Camp. When you hit adulthood, it suddenly has a very different meaning. Listen, <laughs> some of us heard a word and now we can't stop using it, okay? <laughs> um, you want to hear some trivia? Absolutely. So this was Chris Columbus's first movie that he wrote. Okay. Uh, he wrote it as a spec script just to show to people of his writing ability in hopes that they would hire him to write other things. And then Steven Spielberg saw it and he was like, I just want to make this. <laughs> a dream that I aspire to. Um, the time machine prop from the time machine can be seen behind uh, Rand when he's on the phone with his wife while he's attending the convention. Uh, mm -hmm. And then... A moment later, the machine has disappeared, and several onlookers in the back are astonished. Because it's a because it's a time cute. machine. Love that. Um, here are the deleted scenes. Okay, I'm ready. Rand looking in a store in Chinatown with a shopkeeper shopkeeper who doesn't know English, um, and that's when he's greeted by the boy who leads him to his grandfather's shop. Unneeded okay. scene. Uh, Billy is lectured by his boss for being late. Unneeded. Billy sees the Reverend on the street. The Reverend tries to give Billy his Christmas card, but he can't find it in his pile, so he tells Billy he'll just mail it to him. That's stupid. Kate shows Billy Mrs. Deagle's plans to sell their houses and build a nuclear plant. Oh, God! That's timely <laughs> for the 80s. Uh, Stripe listens to a bunch of carolers while hidden in the snow. That's kind of cute. He's actually singing along and making the carolers wonder who's off key. Wait, that's so cute. Yeah. Um, Mr. Futterman tells his wife that Mrs. Deagle has closed down the noodle factory where he worked for good. His wife then reassures him there is more to life than macaroni. Couldn't be. <laughs> uh, Bill and Kate find Mr. Corbin with a clock smashed on his head. They then find Gerald in the vault. Uh, Billy tries to free Gerald. However, Gerald thinks that Billy wants to free him just so Billy and Kate would get promotions. Mm. Billy then closes the vault and tells Kate that Gerald will be better off in there and they'll come to get him later. That's kind of okay. <laughs> I know. Um, that's all the deleted scenes. Phoebe Cates, one of her screams in the tavern is real because a giant cockroach crawled out in front of her during a take. Oh, God, that's <laughs> awful. That's a nightmare. Uh, studio sent a note complaining that the movie showed the gremlins too much. And Steven Spielberg responded with, well, why don't we just cut them all out and call it humans? That's the weirdest complaint that's, I've ever I know, heard right? in my life. It shows the good part of the movie too much. It's not enough shows the Billy. fun too much. There's too much fun in this movie. Um, and in the original script, Billy's mother was decapitated by the gremlins. And her head would roll oh. down the stairs. Oh my god. That's too much. That's doing too much. 
And Gizmo was originally going to die and turn into a butterfly. Weird. What the Wouldn't fuck work? does that mean? I don't know. Um, okay, don't love it. Kevin, Me in the boardroom when they pitched that, don't love it. The actors who were considered for Billy. Mm-hmm. Kevin Bacon. <gasps> King. King. Judd Nelson. King. Mm. And Emilio Estevez. Mm. Uh, Tim Burton was considered to direct before Joe Dante was hired. Honestly, this seems like it has Tim Burton written all over it. Yeah. Um, and in the original cut, after Gizmo pulls up the greenhouse blinds, Billy made a dive to pull up the remaining blinds to expose Stripe to sunlight, but the test audiences liked the idea of Gizmo saving the day. Yeah. That's Gizzy. He's saving everyone. He's a good boy. And then this and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom are the two reasons why the PJ-13 movie rating exists. Yep. Because they were both rated PG. And they were both really scary. Not PG movies. Steven Spielberg was going through a lot in 1984. Yeah. Wasn't that when he was getting divorced, you said? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway... That's all the trivia I got. There's a lot more trivia on this movie. It's a very well, well documented film. But that's the yeah. stuff that I thought that was interesting. Um, it's probably because this is one of those films that people knew was going to be a hit, mm-hmm. so they, you know, made sure all the details were followed and kept up with. Yeah. Would yeah. this movie be better, worse, or the same with Jonathan Taylor Thomas as Billy? Yo. I'd love to see it. I'd love to just get a little sample of it. Yeah, a taste. A scene. Yeah. Just a scene. Even just, just a, a screen test. Just a screen test. Just just a bite. A nibble. Mm-hmm. Um, a crumb. I think, honestly, George Clooney as Gerald. <laughs> I could see it. I could see it. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. I'd have a good time. I'm glad for you, Dan. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add about it. I thought it was fun. Good. And that's really it. Good. I'm glad you had fun. Um, that brings me joy. I'm I'm happy to bring you great joy. I know Thank I you, Dan. your life. Uh, you on are. A scale, on a scale of one to five. Uh, oh, one second. I can't ask that question yet. Oh, okay. Because I need to make sure I have the wording correct with how I'm going to say it. Oh, God. Um, On a scale of one to five gremlins poised to reproduce. Dan! What do you give this film? Oh, God, I hate that (laughs) phrase. I give it five, but I hate that. Oh phrase. wow, five out of five. Yeah, I really had fun. I really like it. I guess maybe like a four point nine because okay. it didn't age well in a couple places. Mm-hmm. But minus the not aging well, which I hate to say it, but I feel like it definitely has not. There are definitely some parts that you're going like, mm, mm, mm. yeah. 
but I just, it's so fun. And I think, like, part of the reason why I like it so much is, like, the first couple times I watched, the first time I ever watched it was with Gage uh-huh. when we first started dating. And it was one of his favorite movies from when he was younger. And, you know, it just it's just fun to watch with him because he likes it so much. Mm-hmm. And I like it because I like cute things. um so you know right up my alley and i really like 80s movies as you know um so it's just a good time it's just a good old time it is how about you dan i'm going to give this was your first time watching it too yeah and i thought it was fun i thought Ah! i thought it was good and i think to to do a final point on the things not aging well Mm -hmm. it is definitely less harsh because the characters that haven't aged that say the things that haven't aged well are all assholes and they're not meant to be seen in a good light they're the characters that back then even watching it you were probably like oh yeah so maybe it's not that it hasn't aged well i don't i mean i think in general it's aged well there are bits of dialogue that haven't aged well but the scenes with the salesman uh-huh. who owns the Mogwai originally, I think those are kind of rough. Yes. But the scenes with the neighbor, who very clearly is supposed to be, like, the kind of guy that says stuff and you're like, oh, those are more acceptable for what they're supposed to be. Yeah. Than, you know what I'm saying? I does do. that make yeah. sense? It does. Okay. Uh, anyway, my rating, three out of five. I had fun. Three! Three. That's a good rating. That is good. Five! Not five. You got me fucked up. <laughs> uh, so that is it for this episode of In Conclusion. We end on a sour note. Anna's mad at me. A sour note. <laughs> so sour. Like, Stripe hiding in the snow while carolers are singing. Who's off-key? Not if you me. want to support In Conclusion, you can do so on Facebook and Twitter at and In Conclusion on Instagram at In Conclusion Podcast. If you want to find me, I'm on Twitter at Dan O'Keefe 86 and on TikTok at not Dan O'Keefe. Next week, we will be back talking about Gremlins 2, the new batch. Which I've never seen before, so this is going to be an adventure. We are going to be popping our Gremlins 2 cherries, everyone. Stop, Daniel. Anna, where can they find you? You can find me sobbing to death on Instagram <laughs> at Optimus Prime 818 Or you can find me on Twitter where I actually did post a hot new tweet this week. Ooh, this at week. Autobots, yeah, literally. At Autobots Roll Out, capital O for auto, capital B for bots, capital R for roll, and the O in roll, and the O in out are zeros, sir. Thank you, ma'am. You're welcome. As I said, we'll be back next week with Gremlins 2, the new pat new patch. I almost said the new patch Adams. The new patch Adams. So get excited for that. In the meantime, everybody stay safe, have fun, get vaccinated. Bye-bye. Bye. I've noticed that pattern with people. If they don't feel confident in themselves, they'll make fun of me in front of others because they think that they can. No, Dan! A Creative Land Podcast.